again, everyone. It's Mr. Most Days Off from the Best Darn Diddly Review Show, here with a special message for you from Richie the WizKid. You know, a town without Best Darn Diddly is a little like the mule with the spinning wheel. No one knows how he got it and danged if he knows how to use it. The name's WizKid, Richie the WizKid, and I come before you good fans of Springfield with probably the greatest podcast... Uh, it's not for you. It's more of a Shelbyville podcast. Now, you wait here just a minute. We're twice as smart as the people of Shelbyville. You tell us where to listen to Best Darn Diddly and we'll listen. I'll tell you exactly where you can listen to it. You can catch the Best Darn Diddly review show each and every Monday on bestdarndiddly.com. So hop on the monorail and join us on this journey through the Simpsons series. Let's do this. Welcome everyone to the Gravity Beard Podcast. We're actually not recording in Studio A today. We're on location in the home of my parents. Thank you as always to our listeners. We appreciate your continued support. If you listen to the show for a while, then you know I've done two episodes with my dad. One was called Dad vs. Technology, where we discuss his less-than-open-minded attitude towards any and all technology, and a second where he tells a bunch of great stories. Well, now it's time to meet my mom. Today is her 74th birthday. I realized after recording with my dad that my mom would appreciate a similar opportunity to tell her story, so I've asked her to sit down with me and my two sisters for a short series of episodes this week to celebrate her birthday. Happy birthday, Mom. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. What is Right Everybody, thanks for being here. Well, you're welcome. We're here. This is an audio, on audio medium. So if I talk to you, you have to say something back because the audience can't see your response. <laughs> okay. Well, so if I say, hey, everybody, thanks for being here. If you don't say, hey, thanks Great for having us. Or if, you don't, if you don't respond, the audience is going to have no idea. Okay. I can't, I can't narrate and say... My younger sister just smiled at me in response <laughs> to my comment. That's not going to work. <laughs> okay. Well, Mom, this is all about you today. And what a privilege to be able to tell my story. Yeah, absolutely. We're glad to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Very, so, very lucky. when I said, hey, did you want to come on the podcast, what was your first thought? Was, oh, it, was it, what's a podcast? Yeah, what is a podcast? And who is going to listen to my story? Who's going to care about my story? Did you have any initial thoughts, Cindy, when I said, hey, do you want to come on a podcast? Did, did I ask you or did, or did Anne ask for me? I asked. Yes, because we were probably planning some other event at the same time. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I know what a podcast is, but of course, I've a- never and a been podcast. on one. You know what a podcast and a podcast a is. Podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what was your initial thought or feelings or opinions when you were approached? I was curious, maybe a little intimidated. Okay. Does it help to know that people all over the world are going to hear your words and they're going to be out on the internet forever? Does that does that help hinder <laughs> your willingness to do this? Maybe that hinders. I'm a little private sometimes. You know, I have 49 downloads in Japan. Really? So this is congratulations. Reached, thank you. So this is this has reached as far away as Asia. That's wow. pretty cool. I've got meaningful listenership in Very cool. in Australia as well. So good day, mates. Well, yes. To everyone. Listening in Australia. That's right. I've got a good following in the UK. So you're reaching a worldwide audience. I just want you to know that. Fabulous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Mom, we're here to to hear your story or hear you tell your story. This is an opportunity for 
for us to document you and your life and mm-hmm. to give you an opportunity to tell those things in your own words. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. So with that, let's get started. I think it's really special that the four of us get to do this together. I yes. agree. And yes. I, and I, ho- I hope that you guys agree. Also, I feel like I'm coming down with malaria, but I think it's because, Mom, you keep the house at 80 degrees. We all know who sets the temperature in this house. We do, and he's not invited to this conversation on purpose. <laughs> there's a reason for that. One, because he's he's been given his time, and two, there's three reasons. Two, he would take over, and three, I don't know how pleasant he would be. <laughs> Me and, the, and then we don't want that to be about that. This, is, this, is, this conversation is going to come with a different tone. Uh, okay. Well, when, when Anne sent over your notes, the first thing on the list, Mom, was... Uh, a reference to your parents. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. I had the privilege of being born into uh, an amazing family. And um, my mom and dad um, were not overly educated. My my father, um, he um, only made it to sixth grade. And um, he wanted to really be uh, just with his grandpa and the horses. And his other eight siblings, they continued on with school. And Oh, gosh. So anyway, uh, my mom, though, um, back in those days, was able to finish um, high school to the extent of like a secretarial course of two years. And then she was finished with her education. Okay, so... Um, just to back up, Mom, yeah. did were they second generation Americans? Yeah, your parents are German. Correct. Are they a hundred percent German? Mostly German? Well, my dad might have a little bit of French in him. Why? Because his mom had just a little bit of French in her. Okay, so to Anne's point, mm-hmm. your dad was born in nineteen hundred. Correct. Your mom just four years later in nineteen oh four. Yes. Yeah, which 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 generation of, of your family do you know? immigrated to the United States. Do you know? My, um... Because par- both your parents were born here. Correct. Right. And uh, my my mom's, um, grandpa came from, uh, Luxembourg. And, uh, when he was 19, and I'm, from what I understand, he came with his little sister. And, so, gosh. So, so they're second generation yes. Americans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And he didn't have hardly any money. And I find this to be interesting. Um, and I was told that um, he um, bought a couple of chickens. And um, with those two chickens, he was able to create more chickens. And then chickens will do that, you know. <laughs> and I don't know where he kept these chickens. Animals, I don't know. animals instinctively multiply. I, I don't know. If, but it, uh, you know that makes me think I should get more information about that. About so, chickens and how they no, multiply. About where he lived oh, okay. and where he's yeah. Yes, so, what city or town? Milwaukee. Oh, really? All this was in Milwaukee. All this was in, all this was in Milwaukee. Yeah. The, so they, fir- the they, first place your family settled was Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Correct. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. But both of your parents were from larger families. Your, mm-hmm. your father almost twice as large. He's from a family of nine. Mm-hmm. Your mom from a family of five. Yes. So anyway, um, getting back to uh, my, my grandpa, um, um, he then decided to uh, collect the feathers from the chickens and um, took them to whatever company makes um, feather pillows and um, these... Um, comforters that they had at the time 
that went on top of a mattress. <laughs> anyway, comforters, mom. Uh, that's not the term. Feather beds. They were just called feather beds. Mm-hmm. And um, so then um, they weren't made of goose. They were made of chickens. Yeah, yeah. chicken feathers. And then um, he um, learned how to um, dress the chickens and sell them to hotels for. They're chicken meals, I guess. For food. Yeah, for food. So Uh anyway, um, from the two little chickens, he, you know, was able to um, make a a good living. So he was very industrious. He was very industrious. Do we know what year he came here with his sister? Oh, gosh. Um, No, that's a good question. Don't we have his immigration card? Yes, it's somewhere in my... mm -hmm. And a picture of him in addition to that. Yeah. I remember that picture. He has a beard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a dear man, and my mom loved that man. She loved that man, and um, anyway, then it came down where um, he lived with my gra- uh, mom's uh, parents, and um, and then um, uh, they had a big fire in their house, and um, um, the, uh, the grandpa, I guess, got so stressed out about the fire that uh, after that he was never the same, and then he he eventually uh, died. So, uh, so anyway, um, that was had been absolutely horrendous. So um, that um, and my mom was one of five. Yes, the four brothers and herself, and she always said. I wish so, so she was the only girl in her family. Yeah. Interesting. She, yeah, and she would say to me, I, I always wished I had a sister. I always wished I had a sister, but she never did. But anyway, um, so um, I'm the youngest of six. I have um, 12 uncles and 10 aunts and um, um, 14 first cousins, and I have... Um, um, from my brothers and sisters, four were married, um, and uh, as a result, I have 15 nephews and nine nieces. So altogether, we had 27 yeah. grandkids from this family. Correct. My, my mom and dad had 27. And we're still multiplying. Yeah, we're still multiplying. <laughs> That's you, make, you make us sound like rabbits. <laughs> no, no. No, well, there's no. a lot of us. In spite of those numbers, we're not rabbits. We're still but human the, beings. But, yeah, and... And of course, just like with everybody, each one has their own special story. And so, again, I feel privileged to just tell. Which we're going to cover each one of those on this very episode. (laughs) So get comfortable. We're going to be here for the next seven hours. (laughs) Anyway, back up just a little bit, if you don't mind. Uh Tell us the quick, quickly the story about how your mom and dad met. Okay. Well, my um, my um, mom's brother became a um, a Catholic priest. However, um, uh, there was a, uh, a planned, a big ordination party, and some relatives of um, my mom, of course, and some relatives of my father's family, because they kind of knew each other, they were invited to the ordination. And it's at this gathering that my mom and dad met, and um, they got married six months later. My, my Six months after they met. Yeah, my wow. fa- my father was twenty nine, mar- born in nineteen twenty nine, and they were married in nineteen twenty nine. Married in nineteen twenty. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. They yeah, married in nineteen twenty nine. He was twenty nine. He was born in nineteen hundred. 
which which I have a question about that. Yeah, that that's from this generation. That's kind of late to get married. Yeah. Do you have any insight into that? I mean, a lot of people got married in their teens or even early. I mean, by the mid twenties, you were like, "Hey, how come you're not married yet?" Right. And she was twenty five. She was twenty five. Yeah, yeah, that and is that was, pretty late for that. That's late definitely for that generation. late for her, right? Well, my my remember, my dad was not educated, so um, he was trying to, I guess, find himself and establish some kind of work. Um, <laughs> which which help. we'll get to that, right? Yeah, that, that's part of the story. Right, right, right. So, so yeah, what? I'm and, sorry. Go ahead. So anyway, um, at the time, I guess um, um, my dad was selling shoes and. Um, also helping his dad in um, uh, residential real estate. And of course, then um, the depression came, and oh my gosh, that that was horrific too, because nothing- Yeah, to get married. No, nothing was selling. Mm-mm. Yeah, to get married yeah. literally in the month oh my God. that the stock market crashed. Yeah. They I were mean, married in October, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's when the stock market crashed. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, w- within weeks of what's considered Black Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so but, you get married and you're starting this new family and then everything bottoms out. But actually wor- worldwide, mm-hmm. the the trends or the things that mm-hmm. led to the Great Depression had already started. Right, when they certainly. Got, yeah, when they got engaged and it was everything was kind of heading downhill. And then, yeah, Black, Black Tuesday was within just a few weeks. But so what drove, so what happened after, right after they got married? Well, they had to move in with um, my, my um, okay, when they had, were in the real estate, my, um, um, dad had a, a duplex uh, that um, he acquired, you know, and my mom and dad lived there, from what I understand, but then that had to get sold or whatever, so they moved in with my my um, my mom's mom and dad. And um, actually, um, it was my mom's stepdad because her, her, her biological father had passed away. Anyway, um, so they had a very full house. Of <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't just them. Who no. else lived there with them? Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, gosh. But you, and you've got a note here that says until their fifth child was born. Correct. That is correct. So it was, it was them and their four children. <laughs> yes. Which, which one is your fourth, fourth sibling? My fourth sibling was my brother Francis. Okay, so, so, <clears throat> so your brother Francis was born. Mm-hmm. And then, and then who who was five? My brother uh, uh, Robert. And then they said, "That's it." Well, that, <laughs> There's no, too many people no. here. Well, I, I don't know well, how. Did how? it? Because they had aunt, you had your aunts and uncles there too in the house. Like it was not just that is your correct. grandmother and well, they, stepgrandfather. Some, some, some of them, believe it or not, lived up in the attic because they <laughs> they rented the second floor to some people, and so some lived up in the attic. Some on the first floor and some in the basement. But it was like in the Brady Bunch when they finished out the, a- the attic for Greg, <laughs> so it was a really cool attic, so don't feel bad for him. It was like a super awesome attic. And getting back to the idea of a chicken, um, for them to be able... Remember, they had very little money. They um, Well, it was the Great Depression, so... Yeah, so they got... That's, got not, uh, that's not a stretch to believe oh that. Oh, my God. So on Sunday, they um, got a chicken and um, made um, uh, chicken soup. And everybody got a good, healthy soup dinner. Um, yeah, my mom would tell me about that often. So, by the grace of God, I don't know. My father was able to um, make some money, 
and build a house. Hang on one second, because I think I think you're skipping over something that's really important, pretty significant, which is how they got into the bakery business. Oh, yes. yes, because because your family was in the bakery business for sixty years. Yeah. Well, right? and then wasn't it um, your great grandmother that encouraged? My grandma. Yeah. Yeah, your that's actually, grandma. My I want grandma. her to tell that story about, yeah. about yeah. How, how they got into the bakery business. Okay. Well, my um, my grandma um, said uh, to my dad, um, that, that there's a guy down the street that has, is selling that little bakery. And Do you remember his name? No. Because um, I believe his name was Louis Pleckelman. Oh, okay. Was the name that I think you told me one time. Okay. It was a local Polish guy that owned the bakery. Okay. So anyway... Um, Grandma said, um, you go talk to that guy, and um, you have him teach you some things. And, and Because, let's face it, that's one thing. People have got to eat. So if you make bakery, um, they, I'm sure they'll come. So I'll loan you some money. You go down there. And I'm sure my father had been just totally petrified. So Well, and, and don't, don't, um, don't glaze over that, because the 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 wisdom in in the wake of the great depression for someone to say to have the insight hey everyone has to eat regardless of what you know, the, the one thing we have to have no matter what the economic food. situation is, is mm-hmm. food mm-hmm. that's a that's a really wise piece of advice get into the food business basically mm-hmm. right yep that's yes. pretty that's, um, pre- that's pretty clever in well, under she, the circumstances yeah well she was a very smart lady yes she was mm-hmm. and so uh, i believe and brave so 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 somebody who was it was it her or was it someone else that gave them the money to purchase my grandma the my grandma did and how much was it five thousand dollars five thousand wow. dollars how'd she have five thousand dollars just saved up in, in the great I, depression that's she, amazing because they bought the bakery in 1929, I believe you told mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm. So somehow this woman had $5,000 to loan uh-huh. for I mean, him to purchase the bakery. So that must have been everything she had. Just about. And, and also, that must have been a, a, a decently established bakery in the middle of the Great Depression to be worth $5,000. That is a in good t- point. In today's dollars, that's, that's mm-hmm. not a small amount of money. Right. Okay. But what my thought comes to my mind, I think is a beautiful thought, is the fact that my grandma... Believed in your dad so much. Believed in my dad, even though he was not educated. She, she loved him and saw a work ethics in him, and trusted him. Obviously. So off he went, and so he went and he learned was the best he could, and boy, uh, you know, stayed with it. And then that gentleman from whom um, they um, bought that bakery, he lived in the, in the shop in, in a quarter. He had a cot, I guess. And Anyway, my dad went um, one day uh, down there to, to do his work. And, and this was, guy was open to the idea of teaching him the bakery business and yes. then selling it to him. He was, he was fine with well, that plan. Yeah, yeah, he was living he was, in the back of the bakery. Right. Right. So he was he a retirement age, maybe? I don't know about that. But anyway. That's when, actually the part of the story I've never heard as to why those were the circumstances. Like, but. why was he living in the back of the bakery and why was he selling the bakery? Right. He didn't have any money to go anywhere else. That's all he had. In any case. And he was probably exhausted, wanted out. How that apprenticeship came to an end, I think, is an interesting part of the story. Well, my dad went into the shop one day, and he was gone. Gone. Gone, and there he was. So then... Louis had skipped town. The education was over. It's your bakery. (laughs) And good luck. (laughs) Which is interesting, because obviously he wouldn't have disappeared if he hadn't already been given the $5,000, so he could have skipped out immediately, but this Mm -hmm. guy stuck around. But then one day, he just arbitrarily decided it was over. The cop was cleaned up. No more more Louis. 
Right. And then what was what did Grandpa start with? So then Grandpa went um, down uh, to wherever um, homeless people were, um, and um, um, he um, sa- said, "Come on, um, I will give you a job, but I can't pay you very much. But would you come and work for me?" And so um, they came, and that's how he got his initial workers. Believe it or not, then um, my mom even, I, don't, I guess my grandma must have helped with the children because my mom is the one who sold the bakery in the store. And people came and they bought it. And, and But wasn't the first thing he made was just donuts? Because he didn't know. Um, he had to teach himself how to make all the other stuff. Don't, right, right. Bre- a good breads well, and I, things. And it was in the wake of the Great Depression. So right. I mean, people only had the need or desire for very simple items at the right. time. right. So anyway, lo and behold, um, again, by the grace of God, it, 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 they kept at it, and um, <clears throat> they were able to um, um, set up another store and buy a little truck and uh, you know, get bakery from the actual shop over to this little store, and then from that little s- the store that became successful, um, uh, they uh, opened up another location and so forth and so. So ultimately, by the time the bakery kind of ended, how many stores did you guys have? Oh, um, I don't know. Uh, probably, I don't know, maybe fourteen, and and um, then also they had um, restaurants, restaurant uh, combination with, with big with big banquet halls. They, yes, they were delivering to. Uh, convenience stores and grocery stores, hospitals, hospitals. So yeah, so it went from this small little place, single to, location. Yeah, and it just it just kept going on and more, well, one more success after the other. But um, still, the you know, like, just like everybody, there were, there are were problems. Um, 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 how should I say? Um, my grandma um, got sick and um but uh she became no wait she became a widow and then my uncle who had a a parish in racine wisconsin needed a housekeeper so she said yes that she would go help him and the and the parishioners and the sisters and the dominican nuns said yeah um have your mom come so she was the housekeeper cook and whatnot all and um then she got sick and um got a stroke that is, and uh, the sisters took care of her for a while, and even some parishioners came in and so forth. But um, I don't know uh, what happened there. But um, eventually, Grandma was brought to our house. So, uh, and this was the house that my dad then had had built in. Um, let's see, nineteen thirty-eight for my for my mom. Shortly after my my brother. This is Colonial was born. Drive. No, this was on Fifty Fourth Street. Okay. Yeah. Just near the bakery, right? Yeah, right. So anyway, then um, how did that happen? So then they outgrew the original shop, moved to that building where, the, you know, where they expanded with uh, commercial and, uh, and, and uh, um, the professional offices and so forth. And then um, they outgrew that because it was just the shop behind the store. Then they... Um, were able to move back to their original place that, um, for, I don't know what, what occupied, what was in there for a while, 
or you know, who occupied that space. But they then turned that back into a bakery. And then um, that got to be so too small. So then they bought um, into another place on uh, 84th and Greenfield in West Dallas, Wisconsin. So they actually had the bake shop in three locations. All right, that wraps up this part of the conversation. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Absolutely. Great. Please come back tomorrow for part two with my mom. We'll discuss her unusual birth story, a terrible fire, and what you do in the 1940s to accommodate a sixth child on a very limited budget. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. I knew that I would fall for a little food. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network.